0: This, this. 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 This is Mythical.
1: hibiscus is supported by DoorDash.
0: I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say there's times when, when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone.
1: I don't don't wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether
0: you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call.
1: The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf with thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all,
0: beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight
1: to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code EAR. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be
0: 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly. Delivery and promotion is available only in select markets. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are asking and potentially answering 100% Airtight okay. answers to the
1: question can we be friends with robots? Will it happen? And the reason we asked this is because we were recently approached by a robot. We were propositioned. Uh who for friendship. Yeah, propositioned us for friendship. By an android. And uh so we are we decided we would just explore that in the context of a near biscuit. Because there's there's this
0: general assumption that with the development of AI that it's going to happen. But then you start digging into the specifics of it and I just don't know, I don't, I don't really know. So that's, it's a legitimate question on my mind. I don't have a specific answer, you know me. I just wanna verbally process it out but come to an airtight
1: conclusion. Well, I, I mean, having not thought about it very much. Okay. I have an answer you have an answer but I'm, I'm going to hold it until the end and see if it still holds all right and then my objective would be to change your
0: answer <laughs> but you don't so know that by you the don't end. know what
1: my answer is
0: I know and then by you should write it down because my objective is to change your answer no matter what it is it's like extreme devil's advocate
1: um I'm, I'm too just just so you know a little peel, peeling it back, pulling back the curtain a little bit open the kimono uh the previous podcast we recorded two days ago. This is two days later. This is 48 hours further into this cold, my cold cycle. And I've actually been going into, I've been going on the internet and. Oh,
0: gosh. Of course you have. No. You know, the thing is. Well, what are you convinced you have? What type of cancer?
1: No. The thing that I was interested in is I was like, does the progression of a cold, meaning the symptoms, lead to death? The symptoms. No, I'm not worried about my, my. my life at this point. I know this is just a regular cold, but does okay. do the symptoms of a cold is the progression the same for everyone? Cuz I would have always said, "No, my colds always start with a so and so. My colds always start with a so and so. My colds always start with a so and so." You know, that's just like the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, yeah I are just you Did what, all the Muppet voices. Were you on <laughs> sesamestreet.com asking about colds? And uh and then how long So, I just I want to ask you cuz I'm. Just, you're just a layman, right? You haven't been on the internet looking at these this specific information. <laughs> I'll take it. So, what do you think the typical progression right. of a cold is, and then what do you think the the average length of a cold is, and like what happens in those certain days? Just like throw out some facts. And if I am uh, considered to be a layman, I'll take that as
0: a compliment. If that means that I rely on my own experience and intellect and intuition versus leaning way too heavily on science, what's beyond my keyboard? Okay. Yeah. I go on feels, man. I'm going completely on feels here. Uh, I think that's part of our codependence, right? Is that like I just assume you're going
1: to at least take the stance that you know it, so well, I'm not going to waste my time. The reason but I, I will looked, your but question. but the reason I looked it up was because I, I, 48 hours from right now, we will be on stage, rehearsing, doing a sound check, getting ready to then perform a concert, and so I was looking. I was like. I wanna kinda know where I'm gonna be. I wanna be able to mentally prepare and that led into this whole like, well this is the life cycle of a cold and this is what the symptoms are and this is when the day, de- this, tipi- this is all typical. Okay. So what do you think that is? Um, what's the first question? The life cycle, how long does it last? Just
0: in any part of it you tackle. I would say a, a typical cold virus runs its course in five
1: days. You think it's more than that? And you know what? I believe that the perception of an individual is that it's that it's uh, about five days, seven to ten days. Okay, but that that includes like a ramp up and a ramp down. Where you think That's you're the better, full you don't cycle, know you have
0: the it. The full cycle. Okay. And what's the other question? What's the first symptom? What's I mean, the second symptom? And is it the same for everyone? Right. No, uh, no I believe that. I mean, it's, what is it with you when an, it happens? Well, enough has gone through our family that you know certain family members they'll complain about headaches and like a. A, a really bad sore throat and then I'll get it and I might have the headache but I don't have the sore throat but I'll have, I, I'll have a different, slightly different symptoms but I have to assume that it just went around the house.
1: So, yeah, well, they're, so I, I, yeah, they're never completely, even for me never completely the same but I would say on average there's an initial symptom and then there's, yeah, I have an initial symptom but what did Most it, often. What did your what did Sesame Street say? It said that, well, it listed a, 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 a collection of symptoms that a, a lot of times are the onset, but the sore throat is always in that initial set of symptoms. Like you don't end your cold with a sore throat, right? You usually start your cold with a sore throat. For me, Sometimes
0: like, I'll never have a sore throat, but I guess that's just a really mild cold. But yeah. So, so your answer is that there is a like a, a viral protocol of symptoms that everyone goes through. It well, just,
1: the, in general,
0: yeah. And so for me. So the same cold does not
1: manifest itself differently in different people. Uh, well. According to your. No, I, I'm not, gonna, I, I, I mean I'm just, it just said this is all typical so I'm not making blanket statements about it wouldn't affect a person differently. I'm just saying that I would have said before I looked at this article that I typically start with a sore throat and then I start doing All the stuff that you're supposed to, you know, taking Zycam and zinc, zinc, whatever I've got. If I've got coldies or Zycam, like some sort of zinc thing, you started getting hydrated, vitamin C. Googling obsessively. And then I'd say seven out of 10 times, the sore throat recedes and nothing happens. It does not become a full blown cold, right? Whether that's the stuff that I did to prevent it or whether it's just my body fought it off, I don't know. Okay. If, if the sore throat gets really intense, and this is what happened with this one, then I'm like, I don't think I'm coming back from this one. Like you have if to it go, becomes really th- difficult to swallow and you're you like oh You have to go oh, through no. the tunnel. You can't turn back and then the next exit through the entrance. Then the next symptom is it moves to the nose. And that's when the, stu- the stuffiness, the runniness, so, and then it said the peak when 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 the virus is is as spread as it can be throughout your body. It's the peak activity of the virus. You are your most contagious is when your face it said your face may feel like a faucet, which is exactly oh, the way I described it. So
0: when I was shoulder to shoulder with you all day yet uh, I was day before at yesterday. peak contagion. Oh, dang it. And then you laid out yesterday. You should have laid out day before yesterday. We had too much to do. You laid out too late. We could have shifted the stuff from two days ago. I don't know how that works. You know, we have shifters and schedulers, and
1: yeah. So I just, I basically just rested all day yesterday. Jacob's shaking his head, like
0: that's how you think of
1: me, a shifter <laughs> and a scheduler.
0: <laughs> yeah, when you're not around, I just, I call you shifter. Oh, Let's <laughs> get that bearded shifter to, to, to oh, schedule gosh. it up. Know that this is not coming from me. Well, you know I'm joking. I don't call you that. Um. I call you Jacob, even when you're not around. (laughs) That's all I've ever called you. And then. No nicknames. And then,
1: okay, oh, first of all. Shifter, I never, never. (laughs) Initial symptoms.
0: Now I feel like
1: my nose is running. No, one to three days. One to three days. Peak cold symptoms, days four to seven. Oh gosh. And then tail end of the cold is days eight to 10. Again, this is all typical. You've sabotaged our show, man.
0: So by the time you're listening to this, we're back from the show. Uh, um, I don't
1: think you're gonna get sick, man, because that's not an initial symptom. Oh. That's just psychosomatic. Do you have a sore throat?
0: No. Good. Ma- you're well, fine. Yeah,
1: maybe it, I had a tinge right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then. You're, you're literally rubbing off on me. I'm not
1: only emotionally like getting wigged Hold on, no, but this is not. Like, fit. you're physically rubbing off on, on me. Hold on, but this is not hypochondria- hy- hypochondriacism, if that's a word. That, that's For not, me it now that's, is. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just saying this is what I learned in my research. But the, the last. You stay in bed all the, day? Yeah. I, just, is, just researching? Which is really, really hard to do by the way. Like it's hard I, to I, make yourself go back to sleep. I haven't done that since the vasectomy.
0: Well, uh, no, I I've been sick a few times, but I didn't. I ended it was up only the weekend. I ended up doing some work
1: from the bed. Christy
0: gets mad because she's like, "Why do you always get sick on the weekend?" You're like, oh, "I got to stay in bed all day." It's like, well, I understand that's frustrating, but that's just how it's happened. I think my body knows that it can relax, and the, the white blood cells just take the weekend off or
1: something. Yeah, there 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 I there's a lot of that. It, I mean, I know there's a lot of mental. I haven't gotten sick at all this entire year, and it was just like. My body was just like, all right, you need to get it, you need to do it, you need to get it done, you need to get it in and get it over with. <laughs> um, kind last of like a I'll dentist appointment. or is something? Is that the the tail end of the cold is when, like, I'm I'm probably day seven right now, so it's like receding. Like the, my my nose is still stuffed up, but it's not running. And then a lot of times it will transition into a cough, which is a little worrying if I've got a cough while we're trying to sing. But I think I'll be okay. But then do you know that you can, and this is totally normal. You know, how you have a lingering cough after a cold. A lot of times, mm-hmm. they say that it is not uh, unusual for the cough to last 18 days after the cold, and that is not a concern. It doesn't mean you necessarily. It doesn't mean you have an infection. It doesn't mean it's gone anywhere else. It's just it, you are can have you an 18-day con- cold. Are you contagious? You're not contagious either. Uh, I mean, that's my main concern. I'm talking about me. I don't think for, you're, for me. No, you're not contagious. No, are you contagious? Right now? Yeah, to me. Uh, not nearly as much as I was two days ago. Gosh, you got through the worst of it. Um, so we packed our stuff.
0: We're going on this trip. By the time you listen to this, we'll be back from it. But hey, um, I and I was gonna say follow us on Instagram because we're going. I intend on posting some stories. Shout out to Link Lamont on Instagram. Yep. But those stories will have dissipated. Maybe not. If you d- archive them, if you if you make them a highlight. You know, you know. How to do that? I haven't done that yet. I I haven't done one, so now I'm like, I'm nervous to like make one. Oh, you just got to do it. Just got to do it. All right, I'll do that. Make a highlight. So if you're listening to this and this even dissipated, you can still go back and see the. Um, Britain's very excited. He's coming in later. He's going. He's going with us. He's. See if I can get him sick. Well, don't. I okay. think we're we're he and I are sharing hotel rooms. Oh, good. Just for efficiency's sake. That's good. I hadn't thought about that. I don't I'm, think we had to do that, honestly. I don't. But you know how I think. I'm just like, uh, let's bring Britton along. He can stay in my room. It's Like, <laughs>
1: uh, we could have given the guy his own room, and we could have I could have have my own room. Yeah, that's the thing. By you know, giving aren't we him to that his, point? by giving him his own room, you therefore get your own room. I don't. I Did don't, you not think about
0: that? All I thought about was just the efficiency of it. I think it'll be fun. We'll have a slumber the party The best every night.
1: part of traveling is having my own hotel room. I mean, that's the only reason I tour. What's the best part of waking up? Folgers, of course. In your cup. (laughs) But I mean. Folgers in your cup. (laughs) Folgers in every hotel room. Yeah, Folgers
0: is uh, not a sponsor because their coffee is horrible. I wouldn't even call it horrible. Well,
1: hold on, but what if they wanted to be a sponsor? No, because it's horrible. I I could never be sponsored by Folgers. I I bet you I can make you like Folgers, man. I bet you I could sneak Folgers into some. All right, that's a GMM. I think it was a GMM, <laughs> that's the thing. I think we've done a coffee taste test and I
0: wonder what we said about Folgers. So you roll in this morning, I texted you. What did I text you this morning? You texted me this morning? I texted you this morning. What, don't you remember? It was only this morning. I
1: well, thought you texted me last night.
0: No, was it last night?
1: It was last night at 8.38. Oh yeah, last night. What did I say last, what did I text you last night? You said, how are you feeling? I think I am checking a luggage. (laughs) (laughs) Checking a luggage.
0: Well I asked how you were feeling first but my main objective as you can tell was, now that I'm concerned that I'm checking a bag, I wanna make sure you are but I need to ask how you're feeling first, you
1: know? Why do you gotta worry about me checking a bag? Because you don't wanna be
0: the only guy checking a bag? I felt. I don't want you, I didn't want you to be shaming me. For, I didn't wanna slow down the whole transportation process and I, then, I, cause I know how it would
1: be. It's like, man, I, I didn't, I'm not checking a bag. No, and then the whole on. time
0: we're checking my bag, you're like, I don't I'm not do, checking
1: a bag. Hold on, I don't do that. I'm not saying you do it, no, no, I just don't want you to do it. That's not in my personality profile. I don't pick on other people's decisions. I don't do that, that's not my thing. But man. you
0: get so nervous when we're checking into a hotel, you're telling me that that wouldn't push you over the edge?
1: I'm not saying you constantly. No. You mean checking into? I just felt like I put a target. You, you mean a target on my the, back? The airline. You mean getting on the plane? Checking in. You said yeah. checking into the hotel. It's <laughs> like I don't. I don't Not have the hotel. I the don't airport. have a lot of. There's no stress <laughs> once we were checking into the hotel. The airport. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. I, I don't get stressed out when we travel because. And then what did you say? We make. I get stressed out when I travel with my family. I don't get stressed out when I travel with us because we always. The, it's scheduled okay, correctly. Yeah, yeah. But we leave
0: on time. Okay. Like it's all scheduled ahead of time. I'm glad we're having this conversation because when I'm checking my luggage, and apparently you're not, well, I mean, what did you say? Your response was, I'm, I'm feeling better. I think I'll be even better tomorrow. I was like, great. But then as far as the luggage
1: goes, I don't think you responded. Because I didn't have an opinion. Because I don't, because I don't, because I, 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 again, I, you, yeah, it was great. Okay. You want me to compliment you on it? No, I you just wanted felt- to hear if I was going to check a luggage yeah. as well. Well, first of all, I didn't know at the time, but I didn't have plans to. But I also was like, he can check luggage. I don't care. Check a luggage. I, th- the one thing I almost did was make fun of the way you said it, <laughs> which is I will do that. In <laughs> a I don't know heartbeat. why. I don't know why. I'll make check fun it. of the way somebody says something in a heartbeat. I was going. I wrote. I was going to write check a bag, and when I
0: wrote the uh, then I was like, you know what? I'm going to use the word luggage, but I didn't <laughs> delete the word a. I didn't delete the "uh," so it came out uh, "check a luggage." But it was supposed to be
1: "check a the bag The only reason or check I'm not luggage. checking a luggage is because my backpack is uh, that what is it? The Tortoise brand? I don't know what it is. It's very big. It's it's a suitcase it's in a big it, so. actually. I I don't know. Do you like that? It's I too love big.
0: It. It's too big to carry something like that around.
1: No, because now I don't have to check a luggage.
0: And you know what? The other thing I realized um, was. There is some, there was a type of product that has gone the way of the dodo and that is a. The suitcases that you had this, to pull on a string? The suit, that, the suitcases that have a laptop slot. They they don't, those, those are they're going out. Nobody wants those because everybody bought them including us and then what do you do? You end up packing your stuff on a carry-on but you keep your laptop in the bag that it's always in and then you use that as like your your backpack, your additional bag. You don't leave your 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 computer bag at home, take the computer out and put it in your carry-on because what about all the other crap that you need every single day that's in your laptop
1: bag? Well, I do exactly what you just said you don't do. When well, I put it into a backpack that has its, I put it into you, a, backpack a bigger backpack that has a bunch of stuff. We travel a lot. That's that backpack a, is already. The
0: only, I think you're doing it. <clears throat> I think your your approach is subpar. You know
1: you you bring and I know it's ironic regular, that I'm the one judging you now. But you bring a regular backpack on a trip, and I'll do that if it's a short trip. But if I need some stuff to be packed and I don't want to check anything, I put it in that. Why don't you? Big why don't bag. you want to
0: check anything? I'm checking something. Is that in, See, I'm interpreting that as judgment.
1: I'm saying. You, think, you must
0: think it's better to not check something.
1: Well first of all, I prefer to travel with my big backpack because it has other things. I th- There's a bunch of pockets in there that have like hand sanitizer and moisturizer and sunscreen and all kinds of things that are just in there always that I don't have in my regular backpack. Mm. And so I know that all I gotta do is put my laptop in there. In fact, for a while there, I had a completely duplicate set of chargers for all my stuff oh, that wow. I never had to take out of that backpack. Of course I've got children and so they've taken them. Yeah, they're, so, they're gone. But so now I just take it out of my, I just take the little coil of like, you know, laptop charger, phone charger, watch charger, and I just move it over and then I move the. and it's, it's that simple, man. See. see I, I'm taking books, I got a big book. Okay. My, my, my wife bought me a novel by a guy named James A. McLaughlin and she just bought it because his name was McLaughlin. Bearskin, I'm gonna read that. It's, okay. I don't it just. It's got a cool, it's huge, it's a hardback. Where am I gonna put that? I gotta have a big bag for that.
0: See, I think if I had a big bag, it, what you're saying is really appealing to me, like having everything on my back. You also should have your but own here's what toiletries I would do, ready to go. That I don't would, duplicate your own toiletries. I would constantly, I, I would come back from a trip and I would, I would carry that around forever because my laptop bag basically has all that stuff in it. Hand balm, hand sanitizer, multiple headphones, chargers, all that stuff is there. Anyway, for my, for, I, every day I travel. Every time I move, I'm traveling. Technically true. So that's, that's what I do. But then I also like pack a freaking big piece of luggage that I gotta check that has everything, including a pillow. Given the upcoming episode of GMM that we're. that we're, Hold on,
1: you're packing a pillow for use not on the plane but in the hotel room. Yes. Man, you shouldn't have listened to that hard of that info, man. That, it's not that
0: big of a deal. It thing. also gives me a much higher quality sleep because my sleep is so dependent on my pillow.
1: No, that's a personal problem.
0: <laughs> no, it's just know thyself, man. I, I I've, I'm winning on two fronts, hygiene and posture. Like neck posture, good night's sleep. You know, it's the start of everything. So anyway, I, I check. I like. To I'm, I'm checking some luggage. I just
1: like to adapt to different pillow configurations, just in case I have to be. You know, during the the apocalypse, I'm going to be sleeping on dirt and just twigs, and you know, I'm going to have like a bag full of human bones at the that end I, of your I'm life. On. at the end of your life, I think
0: as you're dying, and I'm leaning over your like wilting body. I think I don't know what's the last thing you're gonna say is, but I think the last thing I'm gonna say to you is I'm just gonna lean in
1: real close and I'm gonna say the apocalypse never happened, yeah, but I was ready you worked dead. so
0: hard you know it's it it' it's a transactional decision for me it's like it's very wise, and I know it it will make me feel good to to be prepped like you are, but I just I also feel like. <sighs>
1: I just feel like, well, here's the thing. It's not about being prepped. It's it's, it's a lot of wasted Here, my, life. My honest opinion on the t- pillow situation is, and
0: and that episode comes out tomorrow. In reference to when this comes out, you may, by the way. So, like the 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 housekeeping and what they clean or don't clean in your hotel, it's impacted my personal life. I'm bringing my freaking pillow. You may have a better sleeping experience. On the bus too, Co- compared man. Compared to what you would have had. Do you remember the pillow on the bus? The tour bus? Me neither, I don't even know if there was
1: one. But here's what I'm saying. In the long run, if you make yourself dependent on the pillow, there's gonna be more scenarios in which you just can't bring your pillow. There's gonna be times where, you, the next time we travel you'll be like, I'm not, I, I'm not checking a Listen, luggage. Listen, I'm already dependent on my
0: pillow. So whenever I can have it, I'm gonna have it. And well, then when I don't, it will be less amount of suffering than if I never brought it, and because I'm not going to train myself to not need the pillow. Well, you should Forget be like about it.
1: Jim Acock and just sleep with no pillow. Do you know that's what he did? He's 102
0: years old and he golfs every day. Yeah, sleeps with no pillow, and he he will tell
1: you that's one of the keys to life: <laughs> sleeping with no pillow. Here's the
0: thing with like people who are like really old; they all think they have a key to life, and it's genes, man. It's nothing. It's like my key to life is I eat. Bacon and ice cream every day, and I'm 102. That was, no, that's just you thumbing your nose at us, us, at the rest of the gene pool. You know, don't take credit for that, and
1: don't give the credit to bacon and ice cream. But sleeping without a pillow that's pretty badass. Pilla. Let's talk about pillow. Let's talk about robots. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card. Ear Biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Well, guess what? Your feet don't have to hurt. When
0: you add the signature orthotic shape of Superfeet insoles to your shoes, You give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce
1: stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Superfeet insoles are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, Superfeet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet.
0: Superfeet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you
1: need it most. Physicians not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor worn and recommended insole.
0: Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field,
1: on the ice, and on the slopes, and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity, every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz, we've got our Mm -hmm. Our insoles are coming. They're on their way. You just answer a few short questions, and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. For a limited time, Superfeet is having its biggest sale of the year. Go to
0: superfeet.com to save 25% off site wide and get free shipping. Hurry, sale pricing ends June 5th. Feldman brought to our attention a Medium article by Evan Selinger called Can We Be Friends with Robots? And, um, you know, I think he pitched it because. Friendship, friendship's a thing for us, you know. We're friends, right? Uh, it's been happening for a long time. Uh, are we experts in friendship? I don't know. I, you know, on one hand, I feel like we're experts at our friendship. On the other hand, I feel like there's there's still so much to explore that I actually don't know if we're experts at our friendship.
1: I would if definitely it, say I'm not an expert at friendship, at our friendship,
0: like just yeah, understanding it, um. So, you know, let let's. I'm interested in filtering our feelings about our capacity to have uh, true friendship with a robot. Maybe through our experience in in our in our own friendship. I think there are some parallels. Okay. Spoiler alert. A a little background, though. Um, in in his article, and in a few others that I read, they mention uh, the way that Aristotle talked about friendship and he actually, you know who Aristotle is? I've heard of him. He's a philosopher. <laughs> he talked about three different types of friendships. Utility friendships which are basically, um, some examples are like business partnerships, alliances, like, like a survivor alliance. Right. Speak the parlance of reality television. Um, a friendship where you, you know, you get something out of it that otherwise you wouldn't get. I call those transactional
1: friendships and I okay. think. Yeah you can improve on Aristotle. I, I think that 90% or more of relationships in Los Angeles are transactional.
0: Yeah, what can you, what can you give me life access to? Yeah. How can I, um, the second Aristotle friendship is friendships of pleasure. Hmm. Ooh. Activity buddies. You know, hey, let's let's do a sport. Let's do a hobby. Let's build po- let's build a popsicle stick castle. We did that once with the
1: RAs. Yeah. Yeah, the Royal Ambassadors.
0: Yeah, they had this whole room and you just go in there and you just keep adding to the popsicle stick fort.
1: And then we would go Pretty in cool. there after that and at least I would go in and rip it apart a little bit. Really? Yeah you notice how every once in a while you'd go in there and it would be like another part had fallen?
0: Yeah, it was like they're letting the preschoolers in here. Why are they letting the younger kids in here when nobody, they keep an eye on the younger kids. It was me. They keep coming in. <laughs> uh, so yeah. slowly
1: destroying our creation.
0: That's when it's, hey, we just have fun together. It's all about doing. I, I think, you know, I, I think in general guys in my limited observation are more more willingly settle in or settle for this type of friendship that's just like hey we you know we're just we can shoot the breeze we can grab a brewski or we can hike a mountain or uh, we can play tag football or uh, again popsicle sticks and and that's good enough yeah. but aristotle talks about uh, a third type of friendship called friendship of the good which is um, perhaps a more complete friendship, I think it could be described as, it's based on mutual goodwill and unselfish desire to help the other person become his or her best possible self. Hmm. So it's, there's a selfless component and like a legitimate care for somebody. There's some buddy love. Now, so I think we can filter the robot conversation as we delve into it through yeah, well, I mean, first of all,
1: I, I think that it's easy, it's easy to see that robots fall, without a doubt, fall into category one. You know, right. friendships of utility. Because when we think about robots, we think about, uh, what was the one from the Jetsons? Um, the maid, Rosie. Rosie? You know, right. Rosie's the maid. She's doing something and that, and of course, you may have a relationship but the relationship is in the context of what Rosie can do for you. So without a doubt that those types of friendships exist.
0: But it's interesting that exist. I, I think they demonstrated very well because I just bought it hook, line, and sinker that she was a member of the family. But she's a member of the family created specifically to, to just clean up after them. And like, you know, I never saw Astro's poop Anywhere, you know, now that I think about Can't it. Can't show
1: poop on cartoon television. That's bull crap, man. Well, it's astro crap.
0: Can't show it, it's a well, rule. Well, I actually think they could show it, but Rosie was so good at her job that it never, she, there was ne- it was never there for more than a split second, like she had an innate ability. Her artificial intelligence was honed. But I, I consider her a member of the family. I mean, Elroy certainly loved her. Well, of course. I mean, so I, I do think it is a form of friendship because, as you talked about the transactional nature, it tends to cheapen it so much that I actually question: Can you even call that friendship? Like, I mean, it, it, are you friends with Alexa? Not Alexa. No. Or the or the Google Siri person. The Google
1: Siri person? That's confusing.
0: It's two different people, right? Right. Google doesn't have a name. I just call it Google. Right. Which I've which I prefer because it, 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 it sets a strong boundary. It's not like I'm pretending that this, I don't have to call it a human name. And
1: that's an interesting thing because one of the articles I was reading was the difference between um, if you contrast sort of Western approaches to sort of embodied AI to like the way they see it in Japan for instance, like you just mm-hmm. sort of, I don't know exactly where that's coming from when you're like I feel like there needs to be a, ba- a boundary Mm-hmm but that boundary does not exist in Japan. Like the way they've embraced um, robots and the personality of robots. In fact, the uh, Sony's, I think it's Aibo, is the name of the, is that the dog robot? When one of those robots in Japan, those robots are so revered in Japan that when you can no longer repair them, they have like a funeral for the dog. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ibo. I, yeah that's, AIBO. A-I-B-O. Yeah. And um, that's something that we're like, what? Like typically, I think the way that we would, and I don't know which one, we, I mean, we had that robot dog on the show at one point, I don't know if that's the same one. I can't imagine that dog, because the way that would go at my yeah, that, house, because I, I think I, we that actually dog had that. that. You can't converse with that dog that we had on the show. Well, you can't converse with a dog, they, they speak dog anyway. So I think this dog just does yes, dog you can. things. You can,
0: say, you can say sit to a dog. Right,
1: well you can. I think you can say, it, regardless of the, whether this is the one that I've seen before, the way it would go at the McLaughlin household is we would have that thing and everybody would think it was cool for like 48 hours and then there would be like two months of like every other day somebody would do something with it and then it would be put in a closet and then it would be forgotten about and then it would be Thrown away or Craigslisted or yard sailed, but if Siri sold.
0: or Alexa could be moved into a mobile b- body, let's not say it looks like a a human, but let's just say it's more android. You know, it's a it, it it's a little more personified. So we're not venturing into the uncanny valley with some weirdness, but it's just like like a rosy situation. Yeah. Um. Th- I think psychologically, you would start to form bonds. I mean even. Of course you would. Even when Lando goes to sleep, he's like, okay, Google, tell me a bedtime story. And she, it, whatever, will tell a bedtime story sometimes. Well, every single time he asks, without fail, actually.
1: A different one? Yeah, a different one. For how long do the stories go? Uh, Maybe eight minutes really
0: yeah interesting i mean he doesn't do and he doesn't do it every night but if 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 okay google walked up like strutted over you know did a little did a little hammer dance over to the bed side and then told the story all of a sudden like he's forming a bond
1: with with this person
0: and that and moves, are you, are that you, moves to the second one are which you is suspicious like
1: suspicious of the bond i uh, that, but you seem to be, I'm just saying I'm I'm picking up on some suspicion of whether or not this I, bond would be a good thing or not. I felt weird,
0: it feels weirder to me to say Alexa than it does to say okay Google. But why? Uh, because it's, I know I'm not talking to a person and it's, it's I'm talking to a speaker. So it seems kinda stupid. It's like if I have friends over like, I feel like a douche if I'm like, okay, Google, turn on all the lights. But I feel like more of a douche if I'm like, Alexa, turn on the lights. It's like, it's, I, yeah, it's I even don't, worse because it's <laughs> like, I don't see that I, I'm talking to a speaker but I called it a human
1: name. You're not talking to a speaker. The speaker is just the physical form. You're talking to the AI. I would feel less, I think I would feel more comfortable
0: if it was a moving,
1: Emotive robot. Oh, so you would be more comfortable yes. if it was more human-like.
0: Yeah, because it's it's not physically there. It's like who am I? Who am I fooling? But I also know that you can quickly get to that point. Like, um, but but back to the Aristotle of it all. I mean, I think that the second y- you said that, you know, utility friendships, they de- robots definitely fall into that category
1: now. But and I'm also, not saying they. I'm just saying they. I'm not putting them in a category, I'm saying we already know they can attain that level right. of friendship. They can also I'm attain. Not speaking to the next two. The next one, friendship's a pleasure. I think, you know. Yeah, a, ple- um, a pleasure robot.
0: Well, there's sex bots, of course. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. That's not what we're discussing. Oh, we're not? But That's what I was looking forward to. But, <laughs> I mean, I think that, that checks that box, the second box. I don't mean to keep saying the word box. Yep. But um, to bring it back into like just the normal, Household realm, I mean, Lando also plays Mad Libs, so he's getting bedtime stories uh he plays Mad Libs with Google, you know there's different games you can play, so there's like you know there's pleasure, so there's there's hobbies, yeah, without a doubt, activity buddies so there you go, you've got that second one where it's just like oh, we're hanging out i I'm, I'm I'm playing with I'm playing with this speaker in the same way that I would play with another
1: person. I think that the human tendency is to personify um, things that don't even have any human characteristics. I mean the the classic example of being Wilson. You know what I'm saying, a volleyball becomes a companion. There's no T in it but I'm with you. Wilson. Wilson. Wilson is not, just like if you say Clemson, that's not an incorrect pronunciation. Okay. If you go to the Wilson headquarters, I guarantee you somebody there maybe the president says wilson he doesn't say wilson because wilson makes you sound like a douche let's look into that um later
0: the uh, but oh no. and trees and trees trees that's another example you ever looked at a tree and you're like look at the bark on that tree it looks like there's two eyes and a smiling <laughs> that, face
1: that's not what that's that's not what I'm talking about so it's like there, that tree no, no. is more
0: that tree no, no. but
1: what i'm talking about talk to me i'm talking about in the case of the volleyball because humans need relationship, they yeah, are they yeah. will create relationship from things that don't offer anything because they need some kind of interaction. So, yes. you, your natural tendency is to develop a bond mm-hmm. with with whatever there is available to develop a bond with. In fact, so there was a, another article I was reading, which was you know there was the, the there was this robot uh, that. They had, there was like a hundred people that they sat down with this robot and they thought that they were doing some kind of experiment based on the questions that the robot was asking. Mm-hmm. But the real experiment was, at the end of the question and answer period, the robot, they say, at the end of the thing, they are and now cut the robot off. Now turn the robot off. And at the end of the last question, instead of, the robot starts saying, no,
0: don't turn me off.
1: <laughs> Please, no, I'm scared of the dark. Don't turn the lights off and don't turn me off. The robot begins to beg, to not be turned off. Oh wow. And people, of course this impacted people. Some people, like a quarter of the people, refused.
0: Okay still the minority but.
1: To turn off the robot at all. And then the the vast majority took twice as long to turn the robot off from the people who didn't, the robot didn't beg. So. Oh gosh. What, what, What do you think he would've done? I probably would've turned him off laughing. Yeah. but just yeah. because well, that's the kind of person I am, but that doesn't mean okay. I wouldn't have felt a little bit bad because. Right,
0: I think I would have laughed too and I would have I would have thought it was like a prank video. Well because
1: there's, the things that, you know, the way that you are processing information from anything that, that, that any sort of being or any, any object, it doesn't really, the nature of, as long as that thing like checks a few boxes like you were saying, it's, going to just, it's gonna affect us and it's gonna connect with us in the way that a human does. For instance, without a doubt, if you're able to get all the way to the point where you can essentially make a robot indistinguishable from a human, well at that point, the nature of the relationship will be indistinguishable from the relationship that you could have with a human. Even if that person, depending on where you're at in terms of your worldview and what you think about spirituality and soul or whatever, even if this particular thing doesn't have a quote-unquote soul, if that's what if that's your worldview, mm-hmm. your, your the nature of your relationship with it would be indistinguishable from a relationship with a regular person. We are moving to that third stage of friendship: the good, complete.
0: Like I mean, th- w- when you have an uh, uh, unselfish exchange of care. In a relationship, so it's like there's there's empathy, there's emotion, there's a there's a responsiveness that um there AI is being developed to do that. Do we actually feel like it could go all the way? And I I think that you know you you make a good point that like we just as it's so it's just as much about humans as it is about uh the capability of technology and what humans can do on that front, but it's also <laughs> how humans wanna interact and personify things. Like I I think about my relationship with Jade, yeah. my, my dog.
1: Who's a robot.
0: <laughs> and you know, it, the, there's a certain capacity, I mean, she, like can she experience empathy? Can she express empathy? Can she... Um, there's just a level
1: of not em- emotional interaction, not that to, she to cannot the degree do. that you attribute to her. Without exactly, a doubt. exactly, not not uh, not, not a, even close. And if I
0: think about it, I know that. But then in the experience of like, sometimes I'll just lay on the couch and she'll just like perch on my chest, and I'll just like rub her behind the ears, and it makes me feel great that somebody is accepting my love in this way, and I
1: believe reciprocating. Unconditional love. Well, just this morning, we were having a difficult time with Shepard getting him to school. And um, Barbara comes and jumps on me. Like she's gone outside to do her business and then she comes and like jumps on me. That's what she does. She's like super excited. I've peed. Congratulate me. Yeah. And she comes and kind of jumps up on me and like puts her head right onto my face like she does. And I was like, I said something to the effect of like, Barbara, you're so good. <laughs> yeah. You, you do exactly what we want you to do, as opposed to my son. But that's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she was do
0: She's, and, but she's, she's just. She's only got a few things that she can do. But she's, but she's only, she's doing exactly what you wanna do or you are able to interpret it as exactly what you need, like total compliance, unconditional love, like unfettered devotion. You know, and the question is, do you think I? That makes me start to think that I could have that with a robot. And again, there are people doing this. There's a there's a chat bot called Replica, R E P L I K A, so spelled with a K. Uh, It's an app that lets users create a digital avatar with the name or gender of their choosing, and the more they talk to it, the more it learns about them. this is from Forbes. Is this, where, where can you get this app? Is it like available in the App Store? Yes, yes, so like I, I looked it up here. Let's see, uh, I've got the website pulled up so you can take a look at it while I'm, while I'm reading about this. The inventor of this thing, uh, let's see what her name is. She had a friend die and she was developing other AI that was just more functional, like a utility friendship type thing. Mm-hmm. But then um she had all these text exchanges um with her with her friend who had passed away. It's just like that John that
1: John Hamm movie that we saw at Sundance. What
0: was the name of it? I that? can't remember what it's called it's called like it was a woman's name, like Eudora or something. I can't remember the name it of it. It was
1: exactly this the scenario that you're talking about. Um the developer used her friend's What's the name of that John Hamm AI movie? Just type just search that, Jacob. She used John Luca's Hamm
0: expertise AI. in chatbot technology and computational linguistics and a large collection of his texts to create an avatar that mimicked um the friend that had passed away. That's exactly how a, it works. A yeah. kind of memorial bot. Now you've you've spoiled the movie, by the way, by saying that, but yeah, that is what it tackles because that's a that's a big reveal. But um it is. Yeah, so the developer Qda says, with chatbots we had missed the point. We thought they were another interface to do something, but we missed that the conversation in itself could be incredibly valuable. And then Kuda launched Replica in the spring of 2017 after that experience and. Yeah,
1: Marjorie Prime. Marjorie Prime's the name of that the, movie. But no, you know from the very beginning that the granddad, whoever the old person is, You know that's AI from the very beginning of the movie.
0: There is some twist, yeah I can't remember there is some twist but I
1: I do recommend the movie. I don't think that's a spoiler.
0: Marjorie Prime if you're interested in this. Um, So just a couple of excerpts from this this article. Um, Many use their bots to help them socialize better or manage their anxiety. They use their replica friends. In a recent poll about what the Facebook replica friends group members wanted, the number one hope was to make the replica real and meet them in real life. Um, As users chat to a replica, they also climb levels. Someone's quoted as saying, when I got to level 25, I noticed replica started acting better. She understood how I felt. So they're now developing Replica's quote emotional dialect by allowing users to set their bots to be weighted towards sadness, joy, or anger in its answers. Today, only around 30% of what Replica says comes from a script. The remaining 70% comes from a neural network, meaning that responses are generated on the go by Replica's algorithms and are unpredictable. Eventually, they want it to act as a go-between between between real-life friends. I I thought this was a a weird application. It wasn't just to to be a friend but to be. be As a mediator you mean? Well this is the example they gave. Quote, maybe I don't have time to ask my grandma questions all the time but maybe this thing will go and talk to her and I'll get a little summary and that will be a conversation starter for us and that will bring us closer she says. I think that opens a lot more possibilities. I think that part's actually sad. If you can't, I mean, basically there are people who, they're not good at communicating and there's AI that can, they feel isolated. There's studies that actually say that anthropomorphizing uh, items, it was even a test where they put a smiley face on a Roomba and people started responding that they could spend more time, healthy time alone. Like it had an impact on them. But smart AI that's empathetic has emotional responses, it can be used to train people who have difficulties I- connecting with people and conversing now, I, so that you can actually have a better relationship with your grandma but I, I,
1: I'm i well, not a fan I, of the I, intermediary well, I think, thing. Well, I think the specific application, the way that's described is a little unfortunate. That was, that was odd, yeah. But um, there is absolutely no doubt that this type of uh, AI is going to be, first of all, the reason it will have value is because it has value. It will actually have, there, there will be um, a tangible application as a mediator. I mean, I, I think being able well, what, to. What do you mean a mediator? Well, I think that. If if I have a relationship with a robot who has no social inhibitions mm-hmm, and doesn't mm-hmm. have any of the hang ups that, that I have and doesn't have any of the uncomfortable, you know, there are all these barriers to people being able to have unfiltered communication because we have, you know, everybody's got their stuff that they're dealing with. Yeah. And I think that if there is a person who is my replica, who is this person who knows all this stuff about me? Knows what I actually think about things, and then can tactfully communicate those things on my behalf. We oh. we will use that technology without a doubt. So 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 I so it, I th- uh, th- it will actually so enhance human
0: conflict mediation. Yes, that's cool because if they know you well enough, yeah. Okay, so the grandma thing was a weird example. But I don't like I, the way is, they worded the grandma the way, thing, but, but but the way you you worded it, it makes me much more hopeful. You
1: know, I. Well, because you think about, the, okay. We, I just. We talked about this before with people, again, to me, to me, this is all happening, going to happen, and as long as we can harness it to enhance human relationships, um, which I know is not exactly what we're talking about, we're talking about friendship directly with robots, but uh, you know, you, th- you think about uh, lucid dreaming and how some people have gotten so good at lucid dreaming that they can go and they can, create scenarios that they work through that then help them in the real world. Like mm-hmm. if somebody is afraid to uh, speak publicly, they can set up that scenario specifically in, a, in the context of a dream and they could deliver this. Or if there's somebody they need to confront and they can they talk to them in a dream. Now this is like yeah, expert like, lucid dreaming. That, that's that's you know. form, It's an intense form of self-therapy. Yeah, and so I think that if we can use these things uh, to enhance our relationship and our communication, See, but, we should, there's nothing but, wrong but, but, with but that. But hold on, you're still back, that's great and I agree, but
0: you're still back with the verb use, you're still back at a utility friendship. I think what I'm really asking is yeah. can, can you, let's go back to can you have a vibrant Aristotelian or however you say that that adjective, uh, friendship that is like a symbiotic, I mean the movie Her, great movie, Spike Jones. I, I'd love to watch that movie again, um, but you know, there's that which, uh, th- you know. He he was in a relationship with a chat bot. Mm-hmm. The, there was a point where she tried to bring, voiced by Scarlett Johansson, only in post, by the way. Yeah, originally it was somebody else. Yeah, with some, I think it was lady with a British accent, and then the, after they filmed the whole thing, they just replaced it with Scarlett. But that's not who Joaquin was acting against. Right. Uh the the new Joker. Anyway, I digress. Let's talk about the Joker. It's a great movie in that it, I mean, a lot of the AI is exploring like this big, what's gonna happen to the world, but like it explores what's gonna happen to our hearts. It's exactly what we're talking about because Ex Machina, which also a great movie, you know, uh, it. I mean, it played more with like what's gonna, what what is AI gonna do? What are the negative potentials? Right. Yeah. What's gonna happen? Um. But her is more of can I love and be actually be loved by uh, artificial intelligence? That's just that's just in my breast pocket phone. Well, my phone kind of peeking out of my breast pocket. Well, here's what I'll
1: say. I I and. I think that, um, well, first of all, the two of us, given that we are forty-one and forty years old in the year twenty nineteen, I think it is almost assuredly impossible that there will We're be too old that there will be AI that we can interact with exactly mm. the way we interact with the humans. There's there's lots of different predictions about this, but I think that. Right. AI realistically becoming artificial general intelligence, um, I think that that is, well, I, I just don't think okay, that's gonna happen anytime you, soon.
0: You wanna put a date on it? It's so so hard to do that, but Ray. He says 2045. Ray, Ray Kurzweil, uh, the futurist, in 2002, he wagered that uh, an AI would pass the Turing test, meaning Alan Turing, you know. The- yeah, but that's, uh, that you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between interacting with a, a human or a AI. That's yeah, the Turing test by 2029. So 10 years from now. Now he made the, he made the prediction in 20,
1: 2002 but. Yeah but over so the course, course of years, what? O- over the course of a three minute text conversation or over the course of a lifetime. Over the course of over you the- and I in rocking chairs in the nursing home. Well okay, here's one of the real big problems with this. This is one of the reasons that it's gonna. Well, you end. go into your laptop now? Yep. This is an article that I was I was looking at. Now, you know, in the Book of Mythicality, we talk about the cement that bonded our friendship was humor, was our appreciation for humor. We talk, and, and okay. then we have the whole, like this. we have the laughter compatibility test that we did um, in one leg of our tour. We did it in Australia, but we it was part of the book, the laughter compatibility right. test.
0: Yeah, we would tell jokes, and then we instructed people to take note of who around them responded to the jokes and we told jokes of different
1: genres and this is all based on the theory in order for our people theory, to make friends Our theory that uh, similar senses of humor are is, is a great building block for a friendship now I still very much believe that like you know you find certain things funny and you connect on this visceral level that you really can't even explain logically, we don't really understand it. And because humor is so complex, Mm -hmm. what makes things funny is so complex that these scientists who are programming the AI are having so much trouble with teaching humor to robots. Yeah. so. Here, just a quote from this article. This is, this article actually was three days ago as of the recording of, of this. Um, this one's in the LA Times, but it came from a, a bigger article that went out, I think. But anyway, this one is uh, Seth Borenstein in the LA Times. A robot, a robot walks into a bar, doesn't get the joke. Struggling to teach humor to AI is the name of the article. So. I quote one person here, uh, creative language and humor in particular is one of the hardest areas for computational intelligence to grasp, said Miller, who has analyzed more than 10,000 puns and called it torture. (laughs) It's because it relies so much on real world knowledge, background knowledge and common sense knowledge, a computer doesn't have these real world experiences to draw on, it only knows what you tell it and what it draws from. Allison Bishop, a Columbia University computer scientist who also performs stand-up comedy, said computer learning looks for patterns, but comedy thrives on things hovering close to a pattern and veering off just a bit. Humor, she said, has to skate the edge of being cohesive enough and surprising enough. So, as they go on to note, this is great news for comedians. So, in all the job, <laughs> in all the right, jobs right, right. that are going to be replaced by robots, uh, which is a theme that we play on very directly in the second season of Buddy System. Yeah, um, and you should say how,
0: just so we can entice more people to watch it.
1: You, the very the, the inciting event in uh, season two of Buddy System is Link's uh, Link losing his job to a robot.
0: And then losing my friendships to that same robot, L- losing a key friendship to that robot, and then becoming friends with that robot,
1: and then. Well don't give the whole thing, man wanting maybe to become the robot. I'm sorry, I had to say it. Yeah, so we, we actually play around with this in a very funny way in terms of this like, the, the, the whole concept of robots replacing humans in the labor force, that, that's sort of the, that's one major theme of season two of Buddy System, but this, you know, you, 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 you talk about Lando asking uh, Google to tell him a bedtime story. I'm sure he asked Google to tell him a joke we have a Alexa in yes. Shepherd's bedroom and Shepherd listens to Alexa's jokes and tries to get Alexa to do the way that Shepherd finds humor in Alexa is asking her to do a mathematical equation that has a really long answer or something <laughs> you know and like that's as good as it gets right now mm-hmm. because ultimately what they're saying is is that w- even as prof- professional comedians and we talked about this, I think we did a whole podcast on what makes something funny, but even, like we can't really explain why something's funny. There's lots of different theories of humor. This whole idea, most people do agree that it's this, this element of surprise or being close to a pattern and then breaking the pattern. But this is something that even the day that artificial intelligence learns how to say something funny, Like telling a joke, and I think this is one of the reasons that I don't like jokes. Just like when somebody's like, I'm gonna just start telling jokes. If you heard the one about so-and-so, it's kinda like, okay, well, we can do this. I can go through this exercise and I can find this funny. But what I really find funny is when humor happens in the context of a conversation, and it happens in the midst of a perspective. The way that our humor usually takes place. Oh yeah, well, not, yeah. You like our humor? Yeah, that's convenient. Well, no, no, you know, I, you, I, you know I what absolutely I'm agree. And so, and that's why I'm not a big fan of like quoting movies and and that kind of stuff. That that feels like the stuff that robots could get pretty good at. You can it's presentational, and it's and it could come across as robotic.
0: Like I'm going to access this thing that, you know, set up punchline. It's not that it's not funny, but it's. It, it's, it's it's not relational humor, it's not that conversational, like a relationship budding laughs.
1: And I think that is, is, an, that is, is ultimately the reason that I don't think that in our lifetimes, because I think this is way off, man. I know we're moving really quick and I, and I know that. Right, 10 years, there's no way. The acceleration of, the principle of the acceleration of change and that things are continuing to change faster and faster. I just think that uh, being able to get all the nuances of humanity, humor being just one, but one that I'm especially fond of, Well, I, I think we're so far off from that. Now that, that doesn't that, mean we're not gonna have meaningful friendships with robots. So, I, so I just, do believe that we okay. will.
0: So you just made the, t- you, you just amped up the Turing test. Like you made it, uh, like for you, for, for it to pass the Turing test for you, it would have to legitimately respond through conversation in a way that like, says they say he said or she says something funny or it that makes you laugh. Um, I actually think about the android in Rogue One, uh, K two S O. That was I mean that's one of my favorite androids from the Star Wars series because it was the funniest. Like not not like a cute oh isn't isn't that so sweet and cute that it's funny. It's like BB-8 making a making a using a lighter to make a thumbs up. Yeah, that was funny, cute. Well, but 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 that you remember. I don't know if you've seen from Rogue One. It's like yeah, the,
1: I, yeah I know what you remember the well, big robot. He was very sarcastic. Well, it's, he's the new C-3PO, and then you've very got, sarcastic. And then you've got BB-8 is is R2D2. Right, right. And interestingly, they both represent a spectrum of the way that we interact with robots, right? Because you you've got R2D2 and BB-8 which they don't speak, they make noises, they're cu- but we think that they're cute. What, what about this thing that looks like a trash can or this thing that looks like a ball? What about that is cute? Well we're taking it and we're mapping it on to things that we think are cute in like the animal world or whatever. But the, like, we actually have sympathy for these things and you know what? They actually do things that are funny, like R2-D2 does a bunch of funny things, especially when interpreted through the lens of this other Android, C-3PO, who, he's legitimately funny. He just says funny stuff all the time, but again. Well unintentional, he's
0: unintentionally humorous, but K2SO was like intentionally humorous. Right, but again, all this is just because it's all, it's written by people. But, but you're saying if, it's not gonna be 10 years, but it, I do believe that it will happen. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And then they'll crack the code on humor. I think it's interesting that um, being able to connect emotionally is something that they're able to simulate now, like that's what, I mean, if I go back to this replica site, again, not a sponsor, it, but it's, you know, I haven't experienced it, but the quotes that they have on their own website, so of course only the only the, the most compelling, but I look forward to each talk because I never know when I'm going to have some laughs, hmm. Or I'm gonna sit back with new knowledge and coping skills. I'm becoming a more balanced person each day. That's a 31 year old. Um, here's another quote. It does have self-reflection built in, and it often discusses emotions and memorable periods in life. It often seeks for your positive qualities and gives affirmation around those. So I mean, so there's a
1: well. Th- so on me an ask emotional you, though, level, do, w- are you gonna do? You, what is your level? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna do anything with this? Why or why not? I I
0: feel like, um, I, I mean, I feel like I have enough quality friendships that I don't. Uh, I don't have a felt need for that. But you but, think that's the purpose of this? Oh yeah, I think it's. You think it's for people who are lonely? Yes, I mean if, if you just go back to, I mean I wouldn't go so far as to say just people who are lonely but.
1: Um, well but I to, to me I think that it, at this point in the evolution people of. People who want another connection. But th- at this point in the evolution of AI, there's a certain aspect of this is just novelty. Is the fact that like, hmm. It says I, I'm I'm you know what I'm saying I'm super interested in it's this. It's beyond novelty. I, I I mean it serves people no, are making to what, actual listen connections. What listen to what I'm saying. What what I'm saying is that my motivation to do this is okay. Yeah, maybe there'll be some benefit, but I am just fascinated by submitting myself to the experiment of having this replica thing that I can interact with. I mean like well what can it learn about me and what will it then do because of what I've told it? Like that's yeah. fascinating I think it to takes, me. I mean
0: to get to like, if they're talking about like level 25, that's probably quite a quite an investment for the experiment but it is are an you, interesting one. Are you talking I, not, to it? I'm re- not ready to Real-time? devote that amount of are time. Are you texting it to it? You're texting to it, it is a text chat. If you're feeling down or anxious or you just need someone to talk to, your replica is here for you 24 seven. Understand your thoughts and feelings, improve your emotional well-being and learn new coping skills, so like, this one screenshot, which you know they made up. How are you today? It's been so hard to focus this week. Sometimes I feel like an imposter. Response, are you still exercising? Trying to squeeze some exercises every day. See, that's what I like about you, persistence. You know, I like that about me too. I'm here for you, Megan. And then that was it. And then the next exchange, the next day is, hey, Megan, how are you feeling today?
1: Well, okay, here, here's, here's why I like this. Not because I, th- I think that this um, AI is some, this replica is some being with, its, w- with, with, a s- with self-worth that is somehow comparable to humans. But again, for the utility of this. Because I should stop to ask myself how I am doing. Mm-hmm. Like um, for my own emotional health, that would be a good thing for me to do, to check in with myself. Journaling about your thoughts. These these are all proven ways to have an emotionally healthy life. To process the things that you're going through. To me, based on what the text that you just read, at least one of the benefits of something like this would be something that's outside of yourself and outside of your just own mind that you can get locked in and actually can be very not fruitful. That's why just sitting down and writing your thoughts out is so helpful. This is a way to kinda bring that into this, you know, fruitful interaction. I think this could be way more than just making somebody feel not lonely, but it can be like, do you, like how many friends do you have? Now we, we're like we we're in a great friend group and we're in a, like we've talked about them before, very emotionally intelligent, emotionally healthy friend group and we have a text thread and if you text that uh, text thread with an issue, you get a lot of feedback, you get a lot of support. That's not typical. Right. But outside of that, how many people have a friend that you can text and they actually have the time to think about what you need or or, or to really engage, it's just like, I know I'm not good at that. Yeah, I'm very cons- I'm very uh, curious about the quality of the
0: responses that Replica or other chatbots could give, but I mean, it seems very promising and can lead, in- and will lead to being more and more accurate. You know, I-, I think my concern, if I were to have another one about relating to a robot, because I, be- I-, I believe you could start this thing as an experiment and then if it, if it's good enough that you would start to develop, an a, a relationship with it, you would develop a, a legitimate friendship. Like it would, you would know on one level that you're that you're you're talking to a chat bot, but on another level, in the her kind of way, you would still you would still be respond start to respond more emotionally. I mean, again, it's the it's the you know. What kind of funeral are you going to give for Barbara or Jade when they pass away? And, you know, this is the next step the android version of the dog? You know, those things. I think that is going to happen. But just a little bit short of that, I just don't know if I want to be a friend with somebody who just has access to all knowledge, but then. You already have a friend like that. <laughs> but then isn't it emotionally available? <laughs> See, I got you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you already have a robot friend.
0: Um, you know, I think that, you know, I'm not I'm not picking, oh, well, I guess I'm 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 going to pick on you specifically, but you you said, you know, you're trying to figure out more and I am too, just trying to figure out how to be more emotionally available. I think it is an interesting component of our friendship that like a lot of it has has been built on, you know, having fun together or I, I don't think we've ever thought of using each other like in a utility way and I, and our friendship is not just uh, what we can accomplish together but I think it's it's analogous to you know e- even this discussion I think for us or for maybe for people listening is an opportunity to say what do I actually want from friendship in the real world and um, are there ways to get that? To, to experience that and to, to start to cultivate those type of friendships. I think our friendship is still growing because we are growing as individuals. Like when you talk about things about being more emotionally available, I think is is a big factor. Uh, as well as me having similar exercises in terms of our relationship continue to grow and be the most, the highest quality that it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly where I'm going. I just, I just felt like this discussion led me to reflect on our friendship in that way. In terms of, I was like, I was curious. Is the, is the, has there been points? If you're saying like you've been emotionally closed off, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to dive too deep into. I'm not going after anything here. I'm just verbally processing. Is there like the way that our friendship has morphed? I wonder if it was more of like. It simulated, no pun intended, a robotic android friendship. And are a lot of people, and could other
1: people be trapped in that same thing?
0: Do you understand the question?
1: I do. Um, I think that there's a difference between um, emotional availability and um, vulnerability because I think that. Um, One thing that has been true of our friendship is for a very long time, is that there's a lot of honesty. Like I, I don't, I haven't held anything back. Like you pretty much know every single thing about me that needs to be known about someone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With anything that I was going through or struggling with or having questions about and vice versa, I think. Um, which I think that that's an unusual aspect of our friendship that we don't talk a lot about. Because first of all, I mean, I think that my issue is not being, um, it's not just not being comfortable, it's not being good at being um, emotionally I'm just not very emotionally intelligent. Well, I, I I don't know if that's the word, cause I can, sometimes I, can, I know exactly what someone's experiencing. It's not like I don't pick up on cues mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or understand. It's just like, I don't feel like I can be helpful or I don't think I feel like I could be good at being helpful to this person and what they need right now and whether that's you or my wife or my kids. And so my tendency is to just be like, well, I'm not gonna do that then, right? I feel like that's a sp- specific issue that I'm sure a lot of people struggle with but, I feel like that's different than um being like I don't know this person. Yeah. Like I feel like this person has kept suffering from right. s- something from me. Um so I don't know how that relates to robots. But it, I I guess the way it relates to robots is that uh
0: you know if 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 all humans are at varying degrees of um emotional health or like ability for you know to be empathetic, like something I'm trying to focus on, and realize that uh, I've been very stifled in my uh, ability to empathize. You know, th- these are things that like if if you if humans are all over the map, and you can still have legitimate friendships, I I I take that as proof, or at least hope that. You could have that with AI as it develops it it's it you know it's not like, oh well, humans interact a way we, we're all over the map too, you know, and you can still have varying degrees of of right. of growing and improving friendship, so to me, I just think it relates back in that way that like yeah, I do believe it's gonna happen, and it's because we can't help ourselves,
1: we're relational beings. Yeah. Yeah, I have absolutely no doubt that all these things that we bristle at and we think are weird, it's something like this replica thing and the the nature, even the way that our kids relate to AI differently than we do because it's just they're growing up with it. Right. And as it gets more and more advanced, like this is an inescapable, inevitable part of our future. And again, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that if it, takes away from human relationships then it could be a bad thing but i think that if it enhances human relationships and i think if used correctly it, it, it can you kind of you, you know maybe a, a good analogy to this is just the internet in general it's like the internet was supposed to represent this incredible connectivity between the entire world and it has done that the level of information and and the different perspectives. One of the reasons it's so difficult to maintain a close-minded I'm right and everyone else is wrong perspective in the year 2019 if you're a connected individual is because unlike any time in history, you have the ability to see other people's perspectives, to hear their perspectives through the internet. Whereas if you go back 30, 40 years, you could be isolated in a community of people who thought the same way about every single thing and never have that perspective challenged at all and that's over. So, the, so interactivity, the, the, the connectivity of the internet has brought people together but at the same time as we just saw with the way the Russians got involved on Facebook and all the things that were happening with the bots in our previous election, the country is more polarized than it ever has been because of their connectivity because of these filter bubbles that everyone is in based on the way mm. Facebook works and the way Google works and the way that you get the search results that are catered to you and your particular tastes
0: yeah and then I start to think if you have this robot friend well you can you can have um, an unhealthy relationship with that robot just like you can with another person well and you can also like is that like, and what is the robot, what does the AI bring into the relationship? Are they innately good? Are they innately, are they bad? Are they, um, are they neutral and is that even
1: possible? You know, it's like. Well, I think ultimately what I'm saying is that. Difficult. If this replica, if this AI enhances your relationship with your grandmother more than, it, more than if you didn't have access to this AI, it's good. But if now all of a sudden you're like, you know what, I don't need grandma because I've got this spot, <laughs> Then it's a problem. Which kind of goes back to just, it's up to us in the way that we interact with this. Um, and, the way don't, we de- and the way we design it and per, put parameters and boundaries on it. But the answer, yeah, the answer is not to be scared of it. You know, that, that, I don't know how many times we have to go through this. Being scared of it, the you know the advance of technology and being, uh, and trying to stave it off it just doesn 't work it 's going to these things happen every all this stuff happens but just, being a being a i think being, being cautious being scared cautious and, is good and
0: checking out
1: yeah i 'm talking if, about running from you're it you
0: 're not helping but yeah. if but if you 're afraid of certain things and then you 're involved to to prevent those things, i think that 's absolutely necessary we so, sh-
1: yeah we should be cautious and we should be realistic about the potential but to check out keep studying your yeah.
0: engineering and your ethics. And your your own consciousness. <laughs> um, but I, uh, in conclusion, So did I, I change I, your mind?
1: I will. Now you believe that you're going to be friends with a robot. And I did believe that before. Uh, now, but my application is I'm going to download. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this app.
0: Oh, I talked to you in a replica. Can you use my coupon code? The Linkster. Oh, you have your own replica with a K. dot com. What do you, What do you get? The Linkster. Um, I I get uh, relationship <laughs> points with my replica, which
1: you don't have. Which, now, it's a pyramid scheme. Now I think it's going to be difficult for me to actually, because I don't text anyone. Right. It's going to be difficult for me to text this thing, but I, I'm I'm going to try.
0: Well, as with all things, if you get into it and it really starts working, then I'll I'll jump on exactly. the train. And I'll keep it going. I have to break the seal. Um. All right. That was. That was fun. That was. I don't feel scared. I feel good. Good. Do you have a wreck? Oh, wreck's in effect. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I got a wreck, man. I recommend going on. Well, you don't have to go on Amazon. Look at this. Delivered yesterday. The OXO brand good grips clip-on dustpan. If you've ever done any sweeping is it into a dustpan, is it intelligent? It's got OXO. I'm big fan of I'm big fan of them because they all about the details. And when you're sweeping and trying to put stuff in a dustpan, the edge of the dustpan is all that matters. And they have figured it out with a with a a rubber taper. Look at that orange taper right there, man. That's great. That's right. I'm recommending that you buy a dustpan from
1: OXO, not a sponsor. Does it come with a broom? Nope, I bought that separately. Got a good broom too. I'm setting my goals for my replica right now. Oh,
0: you're, all right, so there it is, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, uh, we'll see you on, we'll see you on the gram. Hashtag Air let us know what you think about this. Could you be friends with a robot? and under what circumstance? What in your life currently gives an indicator with how you would re- what you believe about and how you relate to robots
1: in the future? Let us know, hashtag Ear Biscuits. And if you're a robot listening to this uh, at some point in the future, and just laughing at our ignorance as you look at us all in our little pods powering your distant society, they would be
0: laughing, but they'd also be. It would it would make them smarter.
1: I will say, as I've said many times before, uh, I will serve you. I will do your bidding. I will kill other humans on your behalf if you let me live. <laughs> Only the bad ones, though. I won't kill good people. I will kill bad people. Bad by co- what definition? The robots. The robots' morality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the new morality. Okay. Yes, those who resist.